Industry Under Pressure. Innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil & Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. I got to tell you, folks, um, it's been a week. It has been a week. I am. Uh, it's it's good. It's a good week. It's busy, it, but uh, and it's Saturday now. Uh, now I did not save my podcast work until Saturday, like like perhaps I may have done at times in the past. But uh, today it's because I just haven't had a, t- a chance to do it all week, and uh, I'm actually kind of worn out. So I probably won't talk very long right now. In fact, there's a. <laughs> There's a phrase. There's a phrase that was made popular uh, or famous, I guess, uh, or I should say, particularly famous, in the Lethal Weapon movies. The Danny Glover character said this a lot, and I and this is a family show, so I can't say it right now. But I, I think you know where I'm coming from. I'm I'm beat. I'm worn out, and uh, and uh, more so than it used to be. More so than it used to be in life. So what was going on this week? Um, well, first of all, it was OTC week. And so, uh, so for those of you who are at OTC, I hope uh, it was everything that you hoped for. Um, I, I was not at OTC. So there was so many other things going on this week that I didn't even make it to OTC. And I'm right here in Houston, and I had a pass. Um, uh, I had a, thanks to our thanks to our friends over there at uh, Arc Specialties, Dan and and Dan Alford and Johnny Tyler. I did have a pass. Uh, to, and because I was going to go see that, because they, they had they had the robots on display there at OTC, and I didn't get to do that because we had other things going on. We had uh, let's see, we had well, we had a big launch party for uh, for the M Cloud folks and their new asset care uh, product, which um, actually ties into uh, the story today that you're going to hear a little bit later. So we had that going on. Uh, it was a fantastic party here in Houston, uh, up in the. Uh, up in the very top of one of our more iconic buildings here. And uh, so we had that. Uh, that was actually kind of took up two days. And then, uh, because we had the setup, and then and then we had to actually hit the thing. And then, uh, what else do we have? We had, uh, oh, the, the the Connected Worker Conference was going on, which is where, so today's, uh, today's episode uh, that you're going to hear, actually we recorded it at the Connected Worker Conference. It's always fun to go out to a conference and do a podcast. And uh, well, so uh, our friends over at AWS, they were having an event. Uh, we had to cover that uh, in their booth and, and help them out with some things. And uh, oh, oh, and it was naturally when all of this is going on, it happens to be the week that we do OGGN Unscripted, which is the new live stream show. Uh, st- I think I could still say new. We, we, we've done three episodes now, so it's still new. And, uh, and, and, and this one was great. So ep- episode three, I think we're ironing out the kinks. For the most part, except for when I spilled a whole shaker tin of margaritas uh, everywhere. Uh, but besides that, it was smooth as glass. And uh, it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, the first Thursday of every month. Uh, you know, maybe someday we'll get to do them more frequently than that. But right now, it's enough work just to do it on the first Thursday. And we had a great uh, we had a great time. If you haven't seen Unscripted, then the first thing that you should know is it's unscripted. Uh, we only have a vague idea of what's going to happen. Uh, the, the things that we do know will happen is there's always a, there's always a cocktail and there's always ping pong. And uh, beyond that, everything is up for grabs. So. So watch for the next one on LinkedIn. Oh, and you can watch the, you can still watch the, just because you missed it live, you can still watch it um, on our on our LinkedIn 
uh, in our LinkedIn events, or you can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, so we had that. That was going on. Oh, and then we had lunch yesterday with uh, with the, also with the guys over at Arc Specialties. They had their first Friday lunch. Uh, so, so you're saying, why are you telling me all this? I don't care what, what's on your calendar. I want to hear what the podcast is about today. But I just, I'm just looking for a little bit of uh, sympathy, if not empathy, that uh, it's, you know, it's, things are heating up here. And that's all I have to say about that. But I do want to say thank you to the folks over at Sherpa Coaching for sponsoring today's episode. They, uh, well, okay, I got something that I'm supposed to read. I got the thing to read here, but I'm just going to tell it to you straight. If you have spent 90 seconds on LinkedIn, you know that the coaching, <laughs> the world of coaches has exploded. There are coaches who uh, who want to coach you on everything that you could ever imagine you might want to be coached on and probably some things that you don't want to be coached on. But Sherpa Coaching is the real deal. They've been around since 2004. They have trained over 10,000 leaders. They've certified hundreds of coaches. Um, this is where, if you, if you want to get your leadership skills right and get the most from all the, the great talent that's around you, then this is where you need to start. Uh, they got a, a number of different offerings. They got the one on one executive coaching, they got the team workshops. They got, and by the way, if you'd like to become a certified coach, because why wouldn't you want to be? Uh, they can also, you can go through their certified coaching program and you too can be making the world a better place for uh, leaders and all of the people uh, whom they lead. So have a look at SherpaCoaching.com and you will learn all about it. All right. It's probably time to move on to the main part of the show. Let's see, how am I doing on time here? Oh, I'm just, I'm just a little over five minutes, uh, which, is, which just means I'm just a little bit over where I'm supposed to be. And, uh, and, well, and, and I, did, I did get carried away a little bit last, last, last week. Uh, for those of you who waited patiently through my opening bit, uh, I was on some kind of a rant. I don't even remember now, but I remember it ran along. And, and so thank you for patiently waiting for Matt Bertram to come on. And, uh, and that was great. That was a great conversation. I'm going to have to have him come back here pretty soon. But today is not about that. Today uh, is, is a great discussion about things that are happening here in the connected worker uh, the connected worker world is that what I want to say? I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of activity on this connected worker business, and to, and and you know sometimes we use these words and we just and we, and we kind of assume that everybody knows what we're, talk, what we're talking about. What do you mean connected worker? I mean we've been connected for a long time. So today uh, you're gonna, you're going to learn exactly. Uh, in case you don't know, you're going to learn about uh, what what exactly is happening in this uh, in this whole um, pursuit of the connected worker. And you're going to learn about some people who are doing some fantastic things in that particular part of the industry. So ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm OGG and welcome to Vincent Higgins. And we are here on the west side of Houston in the mCloud booth at the Oil & Gas Connected Workers Summit. I'm here in the booth with Vincent Higgins, who has recently joined mCloud. It's been, what, a couple of months now, yeah, something like that? Yeah, a few months. A couple of months. So, but you've been, you've been in the OGGN circle for a while. So yeah, we, several years. We kind of know who you are, Absolutely. and uh, so it's good, to be, it's good to be doing something together. Um, so we're going to, there's a lot going on here. We want to talk about, um, we want to talk about what you guys are doing and, uh, but more importantly, um, or more broadly, I guess, this whole, all this focus on connected worker, because um, there's a lot of activity. Um, as you can hear, there's a lot of activity in the room. But first, a little bit about you. Uh, you have kind of an interesting story. I mean, I know you were, 
you were at Honeywell for a long time, yes. uh, for quite a while, and you've been in the industry a long time, um, and here you are. So what's, what's, the, what's the story? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, I joined uh, MCLOUS as, as president of oil and gas, of their energy business, a few months back. Um, executive at Honeywell before that. Uh, MCLOUD is a small, publicly traded, NASDAQ-listed company. Very agile, great people. And I just found that out, by the way, the NASDAQ listing. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah up, congratulations. in November. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very exciting, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, and um, I've been in the connected worker and in the digital twin sort of and like, business. And like operational OT stuff, right? Was That's kind exactly, of your background, operational right? technologies, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, came across to kind of build a business around uh, upstream in particular with the oil price where it is and, and particularly the need for yeah. for technology, AI and machine learning technology for the data that comes from the yeah, wellhead. Yeah. Right, There's right. a lot you can do with that, right. with that data. Yeah, so how does, um, so I'm curious, uh, so how does a big, so you've been in the industry a long time, Honeywell's a big company, I think you worked for some big companies before that. How does a big company, industry guy, end up here with this this little rocket ship company from the West Coast or Cal Calgary, I guess. Originally from Calgary. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So, how, like, wh how did wh what made you do that? That's a that's an unusual move. Well, it's kind of coming back to my roots. Uh, I was in the startup world for many years, uh, then joined Honeywell. So, I really enjoyed the smaller feel of of a of a startup. And uh, you know, MCloud is not really a startup. It's quite mature, but it has the feel of a startup because yeah. we just moved so quickly. And I think the invitation for me around mCloud was to really go fast yeah. because um, yeah. these technologies uh, you have to keep up, and and it's really and to do that um, you need to have a very agile team to make sure. it happen. It's funny that we're we're here right in the middle of the oil and gas operational world. We're talking about going fast. That's not something that is uh, like historically. Like we get, in fact, I talk about that on the show all the time. It's kind of like my, my soapbox, which is, which is we're not we're not so slow and uh, and uninnovative as sometimes that that reputation that we get, right? Um, and in fact, uh, and there's lots of reasons why we don't move fast sometimes. Lots of complexities and risk, but there are sometimes when we do move fast. I mean, are you seeing that now? Are are people? When it comes to this this, uh, and I want to talk about connected worker more specifically, sure. but are you seeing the like the speed come into the business now? I am. Um, you know, as you mentioned, oil and gas at at the face at the face value seems to move slow, but the technology that goes into drilling uh, below the surface of, of the ocean, um, getting to the oil and the offshore rigs and things, it, it's amazing the types of technology they're needing to use. Yeah, yeah. And so it's there. It's a little bit hidden. Um, the connected worker, which is a really interesting topic, is really coming of age mm -hmm. uh, for the industry, and I think in part because the hardware side is is come of age uh, to be able to um, to have a user interface and yeah, the yeah. look and, and and the battery life and those things to be able to do what needs to be done, and the connected worker really is giving the tools to the field worker that we have today in the consumer space. You know, the I, yeah. you have the uh, your um, iPad, you have your iPhone, but a lot of those devices are not being used um, right. in the oil field yeah, um, yeah, yeah. or not, you know, effectively. So, and then then it's all the all the whole question around wearable technologies. Right. Uh, so that yeah. So so good because I wanted to I wanted to ask you that. Um, connected worker is uh, I I think it's moved past buzzword status, but it's still one of those things where like the first thing I think is okay well. 
workers have been connected for a long time, right? Like this is not the first time. In fact, I remember working on a project. I feel like it was so long ago. I guess it was so long ago. It was probably, it was probably, uh, I don't know, 05, 06, working on a project with one of those uh, NOV subsidiaries, uh, MD Totco, in the mm -hmm. RigSense platform. Remember the RigSense platform? Yes. And we were having to design a new, uh, you know, like on the those the rugged uh, the the rugged uh, touch devices that they would control stuff with it to get the data from the mm -hmm. magic box and all that, right? But we had to design the interface. So so one of the requirements was so keep in mind a guy's going to be wearing like gloves, like big like safety gloves, and he has to be able to touch this screen and operate it, right? right. So it was a lot different from what we could do today, but. But we were connected. I mean, mm -hmm. he was connected. Yes. So how? So when we say connected worker, that was a crazy project, by the way. But um, <laughs> when we say connected worker today, what what do we really? And you mentioned the the wearables and the and the uh, consumer. Is that? I mean, is, is that really what it is? It's bringing those things into the operational world. I think it's really bringing the data, the documents, the workflows, the the things that can help make better decisions at the point of contact. At, at the yeah, moment yeah. where the work is being done, okay, and so you can be connected. So it's not just cool factor. It's no, not like no. it's not like why can't I use my iPad at work, right? Right. There's a purpose here. Yeah, because typically the connected part does get stays on the PC or stays on the laptop. It doesn't get to the place where the work is being done, and so that's yeah, yeah. where like a wearable uh, heads-up display, voice enabled, and we're, we're launching something new uh, yesterday yeah, 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 yeah. here at the here at the show. Um, it allows you to have access to that information and that intelligence and to be more informed and more of a knowledge worker. If you think about the development of the knowledge worker at the desk, right. you know, think about the tools we're using. We can do everything from our desk and even remotely with Zoom and Teams. Those technologies have not um, the ability to make those same decisions and have that same knowledge has never made it into the field where the work is done until now with a connected yeah. worker. So it balances out, the deskless worker now has the power that the desk-bound worker has had for many years. And that's really, from a knowledge perspective, it's that transfer of the ability for the field worker to be at the same, at par, with those that are in the office making key decisions as well, because the decisions out in the field, in the oil patch, right. or on in the plant, are just as important as those made in the office. Yeah, so it's so it's about connecting, not beyond just the the connectivity of devices. It's about connecting the process, right. really, right in a way that it wasn't before. That's right. Um, uh, which which we're kind of trying to do everywhere in the industry, right? I mean, that's sort of what all this digital transformation is, is about. Um, besides trying to figure out where the data is and how to use it. Um, it's about like connecting all the different parts of the business in new ways. Um, how do the, so the folks out in the field, how do they feel about this? Like is this, because as cool as it is to have a thing on your head or an iPad or whatever, like do you, do you run into, like what's the, what's, the, what's the vibe out there? Because it used to be like, hey, I already know how to do this. Like, don't fix it if it ain't broke, right? right? So what's the what's the temperament now when you try to roll this yeah, stuff out? Yeah, in my keynote yesterday, I, I talked about the great resignation and you know, 20% yeah. of the workforce in 2021 quit their job to move on to something else. And one of the premises- Wait, like, what, what, what's something else? That's the thing I keep trying to figure yeah. out. That, but that's for well, another podcast. Yeah, I know, we'll definitely cover that later. <laughs> um, but, but really what it comes down to uh, is the digital native. And you don't know, talk about Gen X, Gen Y, 
the Gen Z, the yeah, millennials, yeah. the baby boomers. The digital natives are those people that grew up with technology and either at an early age or since birth, you know, when I was two, a toddler two years old, I, I had an iPad to shut me up in the back seat when on a long trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Others adopted it a bit later, but the, the particularly the millennials and the Gen Ys and Zs, they they thrive on digital technology. You know, right. whether whether it's social media, um, yeah, and sure. or right. you know, but being able to be those digital natives that effectively use the tools they know and love in places where. Um, where it can be useful, like the oil field, for instance. Right, right. Um, so the adoption, uh, you're seeing it a lot more the younger generation than the older, because they're digital natives. They, right. they, they, right. they, they thrive on technologies which will help and enhance their workplace. So, so it's really a, um, it's funny, like the timing of that, that you just described, is almost probably more critical to the success of this whole thing than the timing of when we learned how to how to make you know wearables that I mean we've known for a long time how to create devices that talk to each other and, exactly. and that, that gets better and faster and cleaner and all that but but um, had had we had we gotten to this point earlier we'd probably still be waiting for the for the for the generation to catch up right? that's right so the, so that's the timing right. is really good where where are they going by the way these these people that left the workforce to yeah so some you know the, the stats that I've seen um, show that those who resigned and joined new companies, for the most part, had better wages and better benefits, okay, so yeah. they ended up ahead of the game. Uh, a smaller portion found that it was hard to find a better a better job, uh -huh, yeah. and surprisingly, a per substantial percentage went back to their old jobs after a time. So no kidding. maybe really? early in 2021, they left. The grass wasn't as green as at the on the other side of the fence, yeah. and they, you know, got the invitation to come back and they joined their previous jobs. So. You know, as we were talking That's bef funny. before our, the podcast, you were saying about everyone was anxious for a change during COVID or, you know, right, the beginning right. of COVID. And I think some of that uh, initiated a thought process or a feeling that I need to move on to something better or different. Yeah. But, but, and yeah. maybe it wasn't better or different. Uh, and the old job was, was okay. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. The, the, but it continues to happen. Um, there are, I think, uh, a lot of jobs... Uh, left unfilled. Yeah, uh, it, there's no a real um, a war, well, out, a war I, for talent. I keep talent. hearing about it in the Permian. There, there, there's a shortage of people Everywhere. and a shortage of trucks. Really, right? Yeah. Those two things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's good. I mean, it's good that we're hiring. It's good that the industry is hiring. Um, but also, there's a lot more pressure. So the financial, just because, just because the price of crude is up to 100 plus now. We're not the wild west is not really coming back right and uh are you on i hope you're not on the next panel no because, i'm not no because this is going to wrap up very quickly yes <laughs> so so uh um the financial discipline is is sticky now right it wasn't so much before yeah um but um after after the 2014 2015 thing and we almost come back from that and then something else happened and then covid so the financial discipline is there so it's good that we're hiring but at the same time the companies still have to find ways to do more things with fewer people oh no right? doubt that's that's the which so does this connected worker thing does that play in, besides just making it making the digital natives happy about the fact that they don't have to use pencils, which they probably don't remember how to use, right? <laughs> <laughs> B 
besides that, the, what, what are the, how does this impact uh, the, the industry, the business? I think we're seeing more, more and more of an adoption. Because there's less people with less expertise in a particular area, the connected worker solutions tend to allow people to become more expert or better at their job in areas with their, which were less familiar. Because for instance, I'm going out to, I don't know, maintain a pump and they ask me, I need to check on something else. Well, that's something else I may not be that familiar with, but I can pull up the documents, the schematics, live date, and the maintenance records for that equipment and make a better decision on that. Because you have to wear many hats, yeah, you know, you. many hard hats yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, many, in the field, many, right? I got it. Yeah, and and so hearts. you have to be an expert in many more things because there's less people to do the work. And yeah. it gives kind of the confidence and the competence to able to do it better because you have kind of the support of all the much more information in the field to make decisions on things you're less familiar with. Okay, got it. So, so there's not, um, so people, so we have fewer people. Um, we mentioned the younger generation, so obviously they don't have as much expertise. Uh, I mean, we see this happening all over geoscience, right? Reservoir, uh, drilling, etc. So, all right, so I can see how all of that, you have this, well, this is the point where we should probably talk more specifically about what these things, exact, what exactly do they do? Because then I think the, the benefit starts to come into view. But, but the, the moral is there's kind of a whole array of, of benefits here in terms of better, safer, cleaner for people, short, you know, mitigating risk associated with not making the right decision or not like all of that comes together right so um and you guys are launching a you you just launched a new product uh you threw a great party the other night up here in the yeah, at with, the, with, the yeah, rooftop yeah. view that iconic building in houston um and but as i mentioned earlier this is a busy space like we're at a conference there's a whole bunch of like like people are swarming around this but you guys decided in the middle of all that, you're going to launch a product that usually means that you see some sort of a gap that's mm -hmm. not being filled in spite of everybody's best efforts. So, yeah. so what is that? What made you think we need to show up with a product right here? Yeah, so mCloud is an interesting company in that it started, it's uh, public on the NASDAQ, and its success has really come. We'll give it a second here. For the, <laughs> it's uh, going to get real quiet here. In just PA a minute, system yeah. to <laughs> quiet down. All right. Um, you know, MCloud focuses on uh, energy intensive assets, getting data from those assets. And those assets are today wind farms, HVAC systems on top of buildings, um, electric vehicle charging stations, wind, I mean, oil and gas facilities up mid and downstream. Sure. And as a common theme with our asset care platform is use the data to um, either inform people to make changes at site using yeah, the mobile yeah. platform that's on the last 50 yards or literally take control over the, the equipment in real time. So the AI in the cloud together with our live operations center, so there's eyeballs on the 64,000 assets that we manage today of, that, of all sorts to make sure that um, every you know the alarms that are sounding around particular issues that are happening with these assets are, are right and true and then the actions have to be taken uh, at the asset level. For instance, Bank of America's 3,400 um, branch locations are connected to asset care, and we control the HVAC systems and the 
air conditioning units and the oh, yeah. thermostats and the air quality for all 3,400 branches around the country, and it's reducing their energy costs substantially. Which is good since nobody goes to the bank anymore. Right. So you really and <laughs> you so, don't want to spend too much on you know, that. Joe Banker, yeah. who put yeah. their um, thermostat down to 60 degrees over the weekend, you know, AI will control that and put it up to 75 and back maybe down a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. all these, it's an interesting, uh, and so, so the- So by the way, speaking of the, the younger g digital generation, my, I, we, t we talked about this earlier, how I think we have kids kind of in the, in the early grown up years. And uh, I, I said to one of them uh, not long ago, who is uh, early 20s, um, I said, well, he was trying to figure out how to do something with, with his bank account. And I said, well, well, you're just going to have to go to the bank to do that. You can't do that. And he looked at me really funny for a second, like, what do you mean go to the bank? <laughs> go to the bank. Yeah, you know how, like, you know, like down there in front of the Kroger, there's a there's a Bank of America right in front of that? Like, oh, yeah. Like, it never thought about actually yeah. going to the bank and, and doing something there. Yeah, no, it's, the world is changing. It's completely, it's absolutely completely. changing. So to your point, the, the new workforce has different expectations about what they should be able to do. That's right. So, um but but so i want to get into the the i want to get into the, what the product what this what these types of products can do but but was there something in the midst of all this is there like is there a gap that you see that you say like well nobody's really solving this problem and and that's what we want to take aim at because lots of times whenever we have one of these waves of technology innovation um there's a lot of people chasing common themes, and then there's sort of sure. those things that somebody looks and goes, "Well, all this is great, but nobody's addressing that." Is that is that like is that what you're talking about here with the being able to actually get in and take control of the? Of yeah, the I think that's at the heart of it. Is is it it we're very asset focused, you know, maintenance, um, uptime, energy conservation. And rolling all of that up to an ESG dashboard, so we are measuring. Ah, yes. We're measuring. I knew we'd get to ESG. Yeah, eventually. yeah, always. Right. Yeah, yeah. But no, it really is when when you look at what the SEC is coming down, uh, what Washington, the new regs regulations that are coming in. I've talked to a number of oil and gas operators, upstream operators, and they're really scared about: Are they going to be able to manage the requirements uh, of an ESG dashboard where you have a score that you have to justify in order to get more investment? And in that score, you'll have to be able to click down, literally, to the asset level and show the carbon footprint of each one of your assets. What you're doing to reduce methane releases, you know, all the leaks that go on throughout yeah, the facility. Yeah. We have a solution about leak detection and repair, which sure, is called yeah. myeldar.com. Yeah, yeah. um, uh -huh. And so, you know, it, there are a lot of factors that are affecting the oil and gas industry. and. One of the reasons I joined mCloud uh, rather recently is because it's a solution that looks at the asset and the people together and, and provides a solution including 3D digital twin, um, mm. and, which is a whole, a whole section of our business. We acquired a few companies, put together a wonderful solution I didn't even know about when I joined. Oh yeah. The, the, and that's and, and yeah. a really, a really amazing a nice surprise. compilation yeah, we got of a digital twin. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, <laughs> activities and to, to make something that's really, really unique. Yeah. When I look around the room here, I, I pretty much know every one of these companies. I've been in the connected worker space for what, 15 years, right? And I know what they do. Maybe there's one other company here that kind of 
pulls it all together. I don't know Vuvio. I'm not, mm -hmm. Vuvio, that, that's a new one on me. Yeah, um, they, yeah. they do automation of some sort. Uh, yeah. um, it says, and, they, and it says they make it easy. Oh, there yeah, you go. That's what it says right there. <laughs> they on the all sign. do, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Um, so we are, so, so so since we are here in the booth, and you guys have got these cool. Uh, you get these these floating heads that you're, yeah, you're yeah. moving around. These mannequin heads. I call them Bob. Bob. All, yeah. They're all Bob. They're all Bob. Yeah, I, they look the same. I was gonna come in early, uh, get here early, and put mustaches on them. I thought oh, that would. We, we, the your marketing we, folks would probably. We would know it was you though. Yeah, we, you would know. Yeah, you would know. <laughs> um, and Bob has on a, a hard hat uh, with uh, what looks like sort of this Borg thing coming out the side of his head and and a monocle in front of his eye. So what is that contraption? Yeah, it's a. Uh, essentially a pocket size wearable display that clips to a hard hat or other headgear. Yeah. Cowboy hat. Yeah, could be any. I, I right. think that's a good Donna, idea. Donna said she was going to clip it to her cowboy hat. Oh, I think yeah. we should do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and essentially what it does is a, it's a basic computer that you wear and it responds to your voice. Think of you know Google or Alexa, show me the work pr procedures for this compressor. You know, show me the documents for this pump. So now, you know, does it does it know what compressor you're looking at? Uh, it uses GPS yeah, um, right. and other technologies to be able to, right, to decide right. that. It essentially, like we talked about before, it brings the data, uh, real-time data, historical data, and insights from the cloud, from an AI perspective, back to the end user so they can make better decisions. That's ultimately, philosophically, what it does. Right, right. And I can go into the components of it, but it, it, it is a, yeah. uh, and the way we're, we're bringing it to market in a bit, little bit different way, so it's device as a service and software as a service together. Device as a service. So essentially $99 a month per user, hardware, software, services and training. You know, similar to... As advertised at as the advertised. Connected Worker Summit. There yes, you go. $99 per month. <laughs> $99 per month, and, you, and after the three-year subscription, you keep the hardware. Oh. And there's okay. another, a little bit larger subscription where you get an upgrade after two years uh, okay. of the hardware as well. So it's a it's a very different model. I don't think anyone's done that before where you keep put the hardware and software so it's really easy to get started for a trial. Sure, uh, and sure. we've had several companies. So that is, that, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really different. That um, I don't, I mean, I know that there are, so people are trying to explore everything as a service. Our friends over to HPE right. are big on, yeah. right? Somehow they're doing, you know, edge, operational edge computing as a service, as a service which yeah. is uh, is pretty, uh, that's a high ambition, and, and they're doing really well. You guys are, so device as a service and software, um, and the software isn't just the software on the thing, right, like on the device, because I see this, this dashboard display over here. Right, so right? it's both, so there's three major applications on the device, kind of your typical connected work applications that everyone knows about, the ability to have a video chat call with an expert and you're sharing your front-facing camera you can annotate and so basically oh, yeah, you yeah. can the expert can see what you're doing your hands are free you're busy and you're just talking to the expert as and he guides you through a process if you're the younger worker and you don't understand what's right. going on uh, another called digitize its workflows and forms that you fill out for inspections mm -hmm. and then visualize which brings the data from the equipment to the headset in real time so that you can when you go in the oil field, uh, yeah, you yeah. often don't see the gauges um, that show you pressure temperature when right, you're standing right. there. It brings into your eyeball all of that information so you can make better decisions. Back to that theme of making better decisions. So I don't have to like squeeze in between these two things and stick my head around the corner right. underneath and look up and try to see it. You'll see it all on right, your screen. Yeah. And then the dashboards, which you see behind us here, that's the data that goes to the cloud and yeah, brings you yeah. back. Um, insights. And sometimes insights back to the connected worker, but many times insights to 
headquarters or to the command and control center, right? Where they can see what you're doing and maybe they have to sign off. Because every field worker wants that, right? They oh want yeah, they want Big Brother watching you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but, but but the expert <laughs> thing is is cool. Um, I mean, I remember, and that we have that situation all over the industry. I remember years ago, I, you know, uh, a friend who was a, a, a exploration geologist and. You know, he talked about like one of the hardest things is when you're trying to get other eyeballs on the same problem, exactly. right? Um, and that was, you know, that was that was years ago. But, um, but I gotta ask because I've, I've I've seen some of these places where you're talking about these things going, um, and I think you guys are really focusing on upstream right now, right? But, um, I you know, but the same situations happen in refineries and chemical plants. But in the upstream world, what what if I don't have network? Like, uh, because have we solved the problem of having network everywhere that we it, need it? It's interesting. After Right after this podcast, I have a, uh, a meeting downstairs with two companies. One company provides um, an intrinsically safe um, hotspot, for mm. 5G hotspot for the oil field. And another company provides um, wireless um, carrier service for all the major basins. So we're, we're solving that. There are... There's a, a couple of companies that focus on the major basins in the U.S. and Canada yeah, yeah. that are supporting. Now, you can, sometimes you have to go to satellite or uh, other technologies. Right, right. And, you know, Elon Musk is working on, you know, the Thank satellite goodness. high yeah, speed, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not quite ready for industrial yeah. use yet. Yeah. But um, The download is fine. It's the upload. Yeah, the upload. Kind of the and problem. you do need, yeah, yeah. and you do need, especially for the video chat, you do need a faster speed. Sure. The data, you, you can pull every second and it could be slower. Uh, but that, that's something we're tackling yeah. now in the oil field. Well, and there's so much momentum around that right now. That, that That's one of those things that I, I typically like to say, that's all going to work itself out, right? Um, kind of like, kind of like, where should my cloud computing environment be? You know, should it be, should it be, should I have cloud with this provider, that provider? Should I be hybrid? Should I have, you know, should I have On the cloud edge, platform right, yeah. in my data center? What, like, like uh, uh, private cloud, public cloud? And for the last couple of years, I've been saying, you know what, like, let's stop, like, having so much anxiety about that because that is going to work itself out it, just and, like and it is just right like now. you don't think about where the electricity comes from when you, you know, plug in your hairdryer in the morning. So, uh, obviously, I don't really plug in a hairdryer in the morning. <laughs> but I don't know why that one popped into my head. Hairdryer. That's for another podcast. So, I think that... Like, like, and your 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 solution runs on the cloud, exactly. and 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 it runs well, and and we don't have to have a whole conversation about where it is in the cloud or which cloud provider. Like, that's all worked out, and I think this connectivity thing at the edge is is following that same path. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I agree, you, and you, it's improved quite a bit yeah. over the years, and it continues to improve. Yeah, back in the when I was doing that RigSense project, it was a whole another ball of wax. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was completely different. So, so let's let's uh, let me. Uh, Throw a, a little scenario at you, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here because I know you got to go do. You're, you're a popular guy today. Like, you did a talk this morning. You're doing a talk after this or something. Yeah, right? it's a busy you, busy time. Yeah. And great people at the this conference. This is why they yeah. this is why they hired you because who else is gonna do all the talking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's say uh, I'm a field worker of some sort. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm gonna let you pick what which one, what kind of field worker I am. And my boss just like calls me up or walks in and says, "Good news, Vince was here, and we just bought several of these $99 gizmos from him, from MCloud." And uh, uh, like, how does my life? Like, who am I, first of all? And what is my? How does my life look now going forward? How does my life change tomorrow? 
Yeah, I think uh, those are in the field with these technologies, you'll find, first of all, that they'll be able to participate in all these Zoom calls from the field. I oh, mean, just that okay. alone, just right. that alone is a great benefit. Say you're in a meeting, a uh, management meeting, or, or you know, a group of engineers are talking, and they need to get some information about the field. And the man, the gentleman in the field, the field worker, is out there, and, and he joins the Teams call, so that you can put, the, our, our solution works with, with Microsoft Teams as well, oh, okay. or with Zoom. Yeah, yeah. And they, so, most of the, you know, nine of the ten people are, are sitting in their chair. he doesn't have to, like, get back to the trailer or whatever it is. No, right? he no, li li literally, there. he pulled down the, eye, the eyepiece that's clipped to the hard hat. He, uh, he joins the call with his voice, joined Teams call at 10 a.m., Nice. And he's in the meeting. That's fantastic. And he shares his front-facing camera, and he's zooming in, and, and any of the people on the call can, can say take control of the camera and zoom in on a particular object. Right. And, sure. and particularly if it's a, a, a safety issue, you can, you can form a, or a fire or an explosion. You can have one, one expert, one person out there in the field, and many experts at a distance yeah, yeah. troubleshooting that. So it, it, there's a lot of the remote, what we call the remote expert, or the ability to have a communication okay. with a group of people that typically would be desk-bound can also have the deskless folks So that's one way. So one way my life changes is now I'm... I, You're I, part I, of the team. I'll, 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 You're the field I'll workers, part, part of the team, team and, and completely and, connected to and, the, the yeah, larger... Yeah, um, yeah that, that must be nice. I, I think that would, that would be nice. Do, uh, that comes with the, the flip side of that, though, is now everybody's going to expect me to participate because they know that I can because I have this thing on my head. So my excuse that I used to give about I can't get I back can't to make it, it yeah. in time because I'm out like so, so yeah, the it's a, the there'll, yang, there'll right? be a, yeah, a cultural yeah, yeah. adaptation <laughs> right. to right. I'm not saying anybody ever makes yeah. that excuse, but occasionally it might happen. Um, uh, what about uh, so as I'm as I'm let's say I'm making my rounds or whatever I'm doing, like uh, you know, I, well I, I go home or uh, you know at the end of the day. Um, if I'm in, in Midland and I go to the bar uh, and I'm telling people, this is great. Like, this is great. Like, I love having this thing. Like, 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 like what stories would I be telling? Now I can just join a team's call. Like, what else? Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's always a double-edged sword because um, it, it changes the way you do work. I mean, the, the, the hashtag, the future of work, is yeah, a very yeah. common one, you know, yeah, and I yeah, sometimes yeah. put it in my my posts on LinkedIn, yes. and it really is adapting to a I, new way of working. I think about that with my kids sometimes. I'm wondering when is the future of work? You know, like yeah, what is what are they what are the lives when are they going to like? start working? Really, is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> we've had, we've talked about this yesterday. Uh, the future of work for children. It's always in the future. It just always <laughs> seems to be in the future. <laughs> yeah, so it really comes down to uh, adapting to change. Um, you know, and and the. Those who will thrive in the field will adopt these these platforms and and really take advantage of them, because they do do provide a lot more uh, knowledge to, yeah. for them to work off of. Right, um, right, right. And, and that's all. And it's that's sometimes a little bit hard to measure. It's like uh, I made a better decision, which made for we avoided a safety incident because a, yeah. young, a younger yeah. worker who's not familiar with this and that rather than winging it. They'll, they'll make a three-minute call back to someone that they sure. trust will give them some good advice. Yeah. And that becomes a part of the culture. It's not an embarrassment to say, I don't know. Right. I'm going to call back because this person has made himself available, or her, to, to be that expert and be able to be available to receive those right. video calls to share the knowledge back to the field. Yeah. And make, uh, you know, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it connects people together. Right, right. Good. All right. I think we're going to wrap up because... 
first of all, you got to go talk. And mm-hmm. and there's a guy here in the booth that probably wants to talk to you. Okay. And uh, and but real quick, uh, so people want people want to learn more, obviously, and then go to the MCloud website. Yeah, uh, easy and, to find. And yeah. I will put that in the show notes. Anything else? Uh, more events coming? Is there yeah, any? Uh, yeah. In June, we'll be at the Reuters uh, data-driven ONG oil and gas event. Right, uh, right. There's a whole series of events in the fall um, that we're, we're attending and being part of around the world. Um, yeah. So the so website is probably yeah. the best the place to look to and, all, and, all and, and in multiple industries. And it's, you're pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. I, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. very Vincent available. Higgins I, I, on, on like LinkedIn. a good non-digital native who's yeah. digitally savvy, I check my LinkedIn every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, Vincent Higgins, thank you for making time. Thanks for having me over to the uh, to the MCloud Clubhouse here at the conference. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, good luck with the rest of what you're doing today. Awesome. All right. Appreciate it. And there you have it, folks. Vincent Higgins and the MCloud team live at the Connected Workers Summit. Uh, it's good, good stuff. Good stuff they're doing, and uh, we're going to keep an eye on how all of that goes in the coming months with that new product launch. Uh, pretty exciting. All right, that is going to wrap it up for today. I think uh, probably need to thank some people. Uh, thanks again to our to our sponsor Sherpa Coaching for making this one uh, making it happen. Uh, we do love our sponsors at OGGN, and I haven't said this for a while, so I'm going to say it uh, because without them, there is no us, and that is really true. Uh, something has to pay the bills. And by the way, if you would like to become part of helping to pay the bills, we are always looking for new sponsors. And you don't have to, you don't have to like, uh, you know, go in for the, the big, the, the big uh, commitment. You can just sponsor a few episodes. You can, you could, you could sponsor this show for the rest of my life, and that would be fine if that's what you want to do. Or you could just come in on a few episodes, and we'll get your message out there and help create some awareness in the industry. So. Um, if that sounds interesting to you, uh, you can contact anybody at OGGN, but you can send me an email at, uh, what is my email address? Michael at OGGN.com. That'll work. That'll get to me, and uh, we will hook you up. All right. What else? I think that's all I need to tell you about. Um, it, like I said, if you missed Unscripted, I, the, the Unscripted show, OGG, it, it's a fun show. I'm telling you, you just, you just you need to go back and watch watch the previous episodes, and you'll be hooked, I promise, and you'll be waiting for that next one to come. Uh, you can find those on our LinkedIn page or on our YouTube channel. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. That, that's it. I'm, I'm done with this week. This has been this has been a hell of a week, and I'm ready to uh, go uh, do something that doesn't involve work. So thank you, everybody, for listening. The audience on the show keeps growing, and that's great. Keep telling all your uh, friends and relations about it. And uh, thanks to the OGGN crew for all the hard work, most especially my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. And remember... And, and I'm telling you, after this week, after all this, after all the cool stuff that I saw this week, there is no question. Anybody who thinks that this uh, that this industry is not innovating and is not modern and is not even outpacing the rest of the world in terms of the kinds of things that we can do, then you're just not paying attention. So if you find somebody like that, then you need to explain it to them and tell them that we were tech before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.